are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor. I want to ask you about something that I think any person would be extremely flattered by, and that is Tom Petty's song, The Last DJ, mm. about you. Well, it was, let's say that it may have been partially inspired by me. Let's put it that way. I don't want to say that it's about me because, uh, but I am very, very honored, obviously, and very humbled that he, Tom would do this. And there is a, um, a dedication in the liner notes regarding me that uh, is I, wonderful. I think anybody that listens to Jim Ladd on a regular basis and knows what your show is all about can just listen to the lyrics and know that it doesn't really fit with too many other people. Well, thank you. And Thank you. Uh, you also mentioned that, I heard this, you speaking about this, that the first time you ever heard that, Tom played it for you, didn't, didn't preface it with a story or it's about you or anything like that. He just played the song for you. Mm -hmm. What went through your mind when it all started clicking? Well, what I th thought was that he, uh, here he had written this wonderful song, which is really a love song about radio because he cares about radio. Okay, some people have totally misinterpreted this song as a, an attack on radio when it is exactly the opposite. It's because he cares about radio. So I thought, man, this is great, you know, and good for you. And you, you know, you got it right. And can I hear it again? So he played it again. And this will tell you something about Tom Petty. Uh, I don't know, six months or so before that, he had been at the Museum of Television and Radio and participated in a seminar on the loss of freeform radio. And he told me, you know, Jim, I had this song then, but I didn't bring it because I didn't want it to appear in any way like I was trying to hype a record when I was there to talk about radio. And this is before he played the song and it didn't, I didn't get what he was saying. And then he plays the song and I went, oh man. But it did not click that it was about me at all. I thought this is a, you know, a character and it's about radio. And I was thrilled with that. And then on the way home, the engineer and producer that was with me because I was there to do an interview with Tom Petty. And I'm driving home and they go, well, what'd you think about that song? And I went, well, God, it was great. Didn't you think so? It was about radio. And they said, it was about you, you idiot. <laughs> I went, no. They said, what are you nuts? So, you know, I just, it didn't click because I didn't imagine, you know, and Tom didn't say it, you know. And then when it became apparent to me that I, and again, I want to phrase this correctly, that I think I may, it may have been inspired by me. How's that? Uh, it's not me, but it, I may have inspired the song. If that's true, I'm very grateful. And then what he says, which I won't repeat, but anybody who cares to look on the new album, The Last DJ, at the liner notes and see what he wrote, uh, I'm very proud of that. Yes, that must be a very um, uplifting feeling for you, knowing that that's been your belief all these years and someone is chiming into that as well and believes the same thing you do. Frankie, you can't even imagine. I've been doing freeform radio for 33 years now which is frightening in itself. And I have been adamant about this issue. I have put my job on the line. I have been off the air twice in my career because of this issue of refusing to follow the format and fighting for this issue of freedom. And to have somebody like Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers come along and write an album like this about the issue and do such a great job and pull no punches, I just feel great about it. You know, I'm, it, it's like vindication. You know, it's like I've been vindicated be, and I know I'm not crazy, you know, because Tom believes that much in, in what he's saying. Well, I hope for my sake and the sake of uh, radio broadcasters everywhere that you are not the last DJ. <laughs> Thank you, me too. You know, me too, and that's the whole point of it. 
I don't want to be the last DJ. I want to be the guy that helps kick it, you know, the industry in the ass. So there's a lot of us. That's, and that's what Tom wants too. I, I don't want to be the last DJ. I, I, I want to be competing against really great people as well as working with them. You know, I want to be working with creative folks who are doing freeform radio as well as people across the street, you know, who are pushing me and coming up with their own ideas. That's when radio is at its best. Hi, this is Mark Alden Taylor from the Freeform Rock Podcast, where we just rock and roll all night and party every day. So come check it out, the Freeform Rock Podcast, on iTunes and Podbean. Thank you very much. Hi, welcome to another edition of the Freeform Rock Podcast. Hey, Lee, what's up? Hey, what's up is um, I don't know yet. I'm I'm way too high, and I don't and I don't know what's up. Um, everything looks down to me, but no, I'm doing all right. How are you doing, Mark? I'm doing good. And that's uh, good. Last week's podcast, we found out Tom Petty died, which was really sad. Yeah. It's like, man, I was waiting for a new album. Well, he did produce that, what, the Chris Hillman album or Heilman? Yeah, and, and yeah, Chris Hillman. And, and the weird thing is um, I had somehow thought that he that Chris Hillman died. I, I thought I read, like, about a few years ago that he had leukemia or something. And so I was like, what? You know, so I looked it up, and he's still alive. But that, there's, there's a lot of different things like that of, of people who I thought died and did it. Yeah. So I'm glad that you posted um, that because, you know, I wouldn't have known. And so I, I went and I listened to it. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. Sounds like the birds a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, from, from my taste, it, it sounds a little bit too rootsy. Like, I, I like some of his earlier solo stuff a little better. But but I do like Chris Hillman. And, and one of these days, we ought to review an album that he's on that sounds cool because um yeah. i do like the birds i never really listened about the just the singles and stuff but uh i would I oh would be yeah okay i know roger mcguinn better because tom petty produced one of his albums in what in the 80s 90s or oh something. yeah yeah and, cool. and 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 people thought people thought that tom petty was imitating roger mcguinn because of his song american girl but uh, Tom Petty wrote American Girl and gave it to Roger McGuinn, so it was actually like the other way around. Yeah, he was just but trying that was, to write a song for him. Yeah, and that was, yeah, and so people didn't realize that. Yeah. Or maybe they did, but, yeah. Yeah, so uh, it's pretty sad that Tom Petty died, I think, 66, and this time is kind of young to go. Especially when oh, this guy had, yeah. a, he just played a, what, a sold-out concert, the Hollywood Bowl. Damn. And was just yeah. thanking everybody for uh, coming and being fans, and thank you for the 40 years of being a band. And it, it just, that hit me hard because me and my mom, we bonded over Tom Petty and Heartbreakers. She took me to six concerts. Wow. And we yeah. listened to the music, and she really loved them. It was like Pat Benatar, Tom Petty, um, Aria Speedwagon. And mm. well, she took me to Yes, but she didn't, she only took me to Yes because I liked Yes. And it kind of irritated her because everybody smoking pot in the Yes concert. <laughs> oh, okay. It made her feel nauseous. So uh, wow. she only took me there to see the Big Generator tour because of because I wanted to go. And but yeah. the other concerts like Errol Smith, uh, Tom Petty, we bonded over them, and we bonded over Tom Petty and Pat Benatar and Speedwagon a lot. So that's it, cool. I never cried over like a artist dying, but I cried over Tom Petty. It's because I had a connection. With him and my mom, and my mom's yeah. been gone since 2004. Oh, man, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, Tom Petty, um, I I knew of his music back when they did, like, the album You're Gonna Get It and stuff like that. Um, people wore the shirts with that album cover on it, and I would ask people, is he good? And they went, yeah, he's good. And then they would... I would say, what does he sound like? And they go, well, he sounds good while you listen to him. And I'm like, well, that doesn't tell me anything. So for a while, I didn't know what he sounded like. And then I heard Refugee on the radio, and then I knew. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's Tom, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. What an amazing songwriter. And uh, his guitar player is like his right-hand man, uh, uh, yeah. Mike Campbell. Mike, man. Mike Campbell, yeah. genius guitar player. You know, oh, Tom. Yeah. I remember Tom Petty quoting saying, this guy could rip like Eddie Van Halen if he wanted to, but he plays to the song. He doesn't play yeah. to make himself look good. He plays to make the song look good and the audience yeah. of the song. Oh, yeah, well, that's that's true. It's... Um I I think that a lot of what Tom Petty does, it's it's so like with the Beatles and Lennon and McCartney, you know, like um, one of them might have written the song, but the other one had that that guitar part or, or, or a little something added that helped, you know. So they they were kind of like the American, um, like Lennon and McCartney when it came to musicianship. Yeah, so even when uh, Tom Petty did solo albums, or even the Wilburys, I think Campbell was on there producing. You know, so oh, okay. it's like oh, yeah. uh, it's like Mike Campbell went everywhere. Even on the solo albums, he toured as Tom Petty and Heartbreakers. He didn't uh, yeah. go on a solo band. He always took his band with him, which is yeah. which is kind of kind of great. You know, I like that. You know, oh yeah. The only one he's got kind of ripped on that was uh, his original drummer was Stan Lynch, which kind of got jealous because he didn't play on his solo album. He didn't have him on this and that, oh. so that kind of caused a rift between them, and that's why he he left. Oh, he, poor baby. Yeah, poor baby. But Stan Lynch was an awesome drummer. Yeah, <laughs> so. Oh yeah. He just wanted to work with another drummer, but he didn't want to work. He Belmont Tench was on there. Uh, Campbell was on there. I, I oh, think yeah. I, Epstein wasn't on there though, or or Blair, so he shouldn't have been oh, okay. pissed. He only took Belmont and uh, and Mike with him, so yeah, that's that's another story for another time. So yep. let's get into this album, which was released. Let me get my page up. Released, whoa, October eight, two thousand two. So how many years? It just had an anniversary. Oh yeah, about fifteen years. Fifteen years. This album came out a day before my birthday, which was yesterday. Oh so, well, happy birthday for yesterday. <laughs> oh, this this is a cool this is a cool album. I remember when I first got it, I listened to it. I loved the title track, "The Last DJ," and I just buy his albums. I don't even care what songs are coming out on it. I just you see a Tom Petty album, I go buy it because he's never released a bad album to me. Oh, so okay, yeah. I went and bought it, and it, it was awesome. And it was different compared to the album before this. Oh, and, yeah. Um, I really like this album. And uh, let's get into it and see what you think of it, because I just spoiled it. <laughs> okay, and, I uh, won't spoil it. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I think. All right. Well, this album was produced by Tom Petty, Mike Campbell, and George Dracolala. I can't say his name. Dracolis, I think. Uh, this is the 11th studio album by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Uh, the tracks The Last DJ, Money Becomes King Joe, and Can't Stop the Sun are attacks on the greediness of the music industry. Although he first claimed the album and title track were both works of fiction, Petty later admitted that both were inspired by Los Angeles DJ Jim Ladd. Lord have mercy. Although he had already claimed this on Ladd's radio show prior to the album's release. Uh, I don't know if you know Jim Ladd. Um, only, only from name. He wasn't. He wasn't the same guy that that was on, like like the. He wasn't like the, um, television host. Like like um. Did he have glasses? No, he didn't have glasses. He was a. He was all just right. a great DJ that all the artists flocked to. Even Roger Waters had him as the DJ on Radio Chaos. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I didn't know. Yeah, that was Jim Ladd on Radio Chaos with from Roger Waters. I don't really particularly like that album, but I love Jim Ladd, and I hated that he got axed out of radio because of uh, playlist yeah. and shit like that. And um, yeah. if you want to hear Jim Ladd, he's on Sirius XM on Deep Tracks Monday through Friday. Oh, okay. Yeah. I prefer Silly XM. I don't like serious stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get oh. into this oh, album. Oh, do you want me... Oh, or right, do you ahead. want me first? Oh, do you want me to first tell you um, the songs, the three songs, so that you can edit it? Oh in? yeah, thank you. Okay, um, let me yeah. get my pen now. My pen fell on the floor. I was eating it. Sorry, I was hungry. <laughs> All right, what is the right. songs? All right, money becomes king. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe. And when a kid goes bad. 
Dang, you picked good ones. Yeah. Those songs I would have picked. Oh, okay, cool. That was a good one. So let's get into the first track on this album. Hey, w w did you hear this album when it came out, or just when I told you to listen um, to it? <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> um, a little bit of both. I, I, I heard the actual album when you tell me to listen, but I heard it kind of on a PBS station when Tom Petty played it live in a concert that was specifically for PBS. And so it wasn't the album version, it was live version. But it was still the album, so I did hear it. I think I have that. It's live at the uh, something room. I have yeah. that on DVD. It came with a little uh, four-track live thing, and then the DVD it was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, okay. they, and I like how he has, like, rugs on the, like, uh, carpets on the stage. It's pretty cool looking. I think I, think I yeah, I don't remember that, but... Yeah, it was live at the Olympic. Ago. I think it's live at the Olympic. Yeah, oh, oh okay, pretty, probably, probably. Yeah, it was that. pretty cool. Uh, let's get into this record. Let's get to the first song, the title track, "The Last DJ." What do you think of this one? Well, it's singer-songwriterish, sort of like a more subtle Bruce Springsteen or a more intense Roger McGuinn. It's an okay song, not my favorite per se, but there are a lot worse songs out in the world. I wouldn't turn this off if it was playing and I was too far away from the stereo system to push the button. Yeah, but the lyrics are freaking awesome. It's true. This came out in 2002 and he's talking, there goes the last DJ who plays what he wants to play, says what he wants to say. You know, that's kind of true. You know, there goes our freedom of choice. There goes the last tr only voice, you know. Back yeah. back when he was coming up, DJs broke bands, DJs played new music, DJs weren't told what they could play or could <coughs> not play, you know. They said, yeah. play this, play that. They didn't get told. They played what they wanted to. They played what they want. They played, played They played what they wanted to turn, what they were turned on by and what they thought the fans would like. And I, and I missed that. I miss, radio fucking sucks now. Yeah, Unless but I mean, he, he could have put a, a little bit better melody on it. You know, like 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 um um. If you want true stuff in music, you could have two plus two is four. That's true. But do you have to have a good song with it? I I like the song. I I, oh. I think the melody's brilliant, and you hear the birds influence, like you said, Ma Roger McGuinn. And I like how oh, he's yeah. talking about Jim Ladd. I love Jim Ladd. Jim Ladd is awesome. And yeah. uh, he was he was booted from radio for years over here until he finally came back to KLOS, and then he was on there for years again. And then they booted him again. Because of the fucking uh. playlist. It fucking sucks. Uh, so let's get to the second track, but that's one of your favorite tracks off the album. So here's what... Um, blah, I got a frog in my throat. Ribbit. Here's Money Becomes King by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers on the Freeform Rock Podcast. <laughs> Back in your memory, the little bell might ring About a time that once existed, when money wasn't king If you stretch your imagination, I'll tell you all a tale About a time when everything was enough for sale there was this cat named Johnny Who loved to play and sing When money wasn't king We'd all get so excited When John would give a show We'd raise the cash between us And down the road we'd go Don't know exactly 
That was Money Becomes King. What do you think of that song, Lee? This is sort of Roger Waters-ish as far as the type of words they are. Musically, it sort of sounds like Neil Young's album, This Notes For You. I like this jazzy groove. I usually prefer jazz to blues anyway. I think it's better that it's jazzy than if it was just single, regular rock. I, I know Tom Petty puts a good groove on this, and I, I really didn't. Yeah. The jazz is pretty. Yeah, it's pretty. I don't really listen to jazz, so I couldn't. Yeah, tell you what should. Jazz is or jazz is it? You know. Yeah, I mean? well, you should listen to jazz. That way, you'll 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 be able to see this is jazzes and this is jazz isn't. <laughs> this you is know? jazz isn't. <laughs> uh, um, uh, or jazz isn't isn't. Jazz like and the jazz is, 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 <laughs> all we are saying is give Mark a chance. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say give Jazz a chance. <laughs> uh, nah. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, this is what I, I think. I I like how he talks about the the music, the artist, and I I think it's like a he's talking about the discontent, the the disconnect between the fans and the artist. How when the artist becomes so big, he just cares about the money, and he's not playing for the fans anymore, or playing for himself. And I, I think this song is really cool. I like it, and I, I think it's a true, true song because you look at Kiss. I think they're disconnected from their core fans right now. And you know, yeah. bands like that, they they're just into like what's the next big thing we could sell, what we could do. 
should we sell this song to Miller or Bud? You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, uh, what does he say? He played his his song, but all I got a taste was for light beer. <laughs> uh -huh. I love that freaking line that Tom Petty sings. Yeah. It's freaking awesome, man. And then we yep. get into track number three, Dreamville. What do you think of this one? This sort of evokes the type of stuff coming out in the early 70s, the orchestrated pop of that type. Of course, it has a little bit of a more modern tinge to the sound. It's not completely retro. The only way what can be completely retro is if the person wore pants from 1970, but he'd have to have kept them on that whole time. Stinky pants! That would be true retro. This is more retro-neutro. And it has the Ray Davies thing about it. It's alright. Yeah, I think it's a beautiful song. I, I love the playing, the music. I love the strings and the horns. And it's, it's well-crafted. I really enjoyed it. You know, it doesn't slow the album down because Tom Petty has has a pace. And he, he's kind of methodical and slow anyways in his phrases and stuff. So it, even yeah. if the music is a little bit slow, he's always slow the way he sings. So it's awesome. So it, it, I never... Yeah. It's a competition to see who's going to get slower, the music or him. <laughs> if you slow something down for him to play it, he'll say, no, I'm going to play it even slower, you little bugger. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, I like this song. It, it's cool. It's beautiful. But before we get into the next track, Joe, which is the second track that you picked, we'll talk about it after the break. Here's Joe from Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. On My name's Joe. I'm the Big wheels roll. 
That was Joe from Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. What did you think about that song, Lee? Now, this is more overtly Roger Waters type. I really like this. It sounds a little like Pink Floyd's Not Now, John. It sounds political and angry, kind of also like Garland Jeffries, or maybe a little like Tony O'Kay. Pretty hot. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool track. I like it. It says, hey, I'm Joe. I'm the CEO. I make the big wheels turn. He says, they're talking about, let's go find somebody. He, he could be famous. We could get rich. You know, it sounds like a fucking record company right there, man. Let's just use this guy as a tool to make us rich. We'll make him famous, but he won't earn any money. We'll take all his fucking money and spend it ourselves, you know? Yeah. It's like greed, you know? Art, uh, art, uh, The record industry ripping off the artist, man. This is a fucking angry song. I love it. It's fucking. It's so true how the record company got, and look how the record company is going now. People are making albums without record companies now. They said, "Screw you, record company. We can make our own yeah. shit and put it out, and we'll take all the fucking profits." Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I fucking love this. And then the next track is the next track that you picked, which is "When a Kid Goes Bad." So after the break. We'll talk about When a Kid Goes Bad on the Freeform Rock Podcast. So here's When a Kid Goes Bad.
That was When a Kid Goes Bad. What did you think of, about that song, Lee? Oh, well, this is great. It's sort of Lenny Kravitz to my ears. I dig it. It also reminds me of the Rolling Stones with the whip come, when the whip comes down. Like, when a kid goes bad. When the whip goes down. Yeah, when a kid goes bad, that's when the whip comes down. <laughs> that, was a, that was a good analogy. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is like uh, uh, so the song that should have came before when the whip comes down, right? You know, um, yeah. <laughs> the kid goes bad, the whip's gonna go down. You know. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Th this is a cool song. This talks about society. How when the mamas are crying, but their kids are going bad. But do they realize they're going bad just because they didn't uh, raise them right? Ah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's just my opinion. Uh, yeah. I like this song. It's got great rhythm. I love the Mike Campbell solo in it. It's really cool. Really good song, man. And then we oh. get into track number six, Like a Diamond. What do you think of this one? This is the sort of song I could imagine a man and woman snuggling to because she likes the song and he has to bear it. But <laughs> if my girlfriend wanted to hear this, I'd find someone else to snuggle with. Not my bag at all. Is that it why has a John... Lennon double fantasy vibe to it, but that doesn't make it better. I pass. Is that why you don't have a girlfriend? Because you won't snuggle to like a diamond? That's one of the reasons I didn't want to mention. <laughs> Out of the many that I have. It's a really slow song, but I like the songwriting on it, and it's really cool. I like it. I would play it for my girlfriend, and I would enjoy it for my girlfriend. Alright, Diane, I love you. Uh, had to get her in there. <laughs> she loves it yeah, when I give yeah, her a you, shout out. Yeah, you got you you you've got some good. I've 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 got some. Uh, I would or I should, but I don't. So <laughs> you've got good. I've got would or should and don't. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into the next tr track. Lost children. What do you think of this one? This is really cool. I could raise my fist and shout yeah to it. <laughs> It sounds anthemic, kind of like the Who's Baba O'Reilly when Roger Daltrey shouts Teenage Wasteland. Pretty cool. Yeah, I like this song. I love the beginning, how it's slow, and then it starts rocking, and then it picks up. And I love the organ with the break, and then freaking at the end, Mike Campbell goes into that long solo, and the band just sounds so tight on it. They just jam. It's a jamming. Oh, wow. It's a really jamming song. I freaking love this song. It's one of my oh, favorites wow. off the record. And it's just the end of the song, how it just, it's like an ending jam to end out the song, you know, like they're in concert and you're just finishing yeah. it up and you just go, I, I don't want to say this, like a jam band, like Grateful Dead ending, uh, I hate the fucking Grateful Dead. It's a peanut butter band. <laughs> it's a peanut butter band. <laughs> but I love this song. All right, then we get into Blue Sunday. What do you think of this one? Yuck. Yuck. Another song to put me to sleep, except I wouldn't sleep to it. I'd say, hey, Grandma, take off this shit. <laughs> I like it. It's it's just an acoustic little ditty. It's freaking cool. Tom could slow I it down. I disagree, Grandma. I disagree, Grandma. Well, you're not getting any vegetables now. 
All right, thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah, you don't want vegetables. You're not getting a cheesecake anymore. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I think it's slow and it kicks ass. I like it, I like it when he goes acoustic. Tom Petty's really good acoustic player. Really cool. And then we get into You and Me. What do you think of this one? A filler tune, but not a bad one. It sounds like a lot of the type of songs it imitates, but I don't want to think about the names of those songs. They're not worth remembering. But I can pass on this, too. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. It's a filler to- filler song, good mid-tempo, but I like it. And then, mm. then we get into track number 10, The Man Who Loves Women. What do you think of this one? It's a cute song, but it's not really my type. I prefer David Lee Roth doing I Ain't Got Nobody, and even then I have to be in the mood. It's uh, not really bad. It's just not really good either. I think it's really cool. I, I like the song. I like the way it goes away from the way the album's going. I think it's pretty cool. kind of wakes you up for the last it, two it, tracks. It wakes me up like, hey, who the hell put this crap on? <laughs> well, at least I know you, there's like only two songs you really don't like so far. It's pretty cool. Out of it. Oh, I thought I thought there were more. Um, <laughs> but but uh, I'll... I'll I, I, I never remember what I say, so I'll have to, have to believe you. That's the vodka. <laughs> oh, no, today I'm sober. But, oh, wow, me but, too. But, but, but my memory, yeah, but, 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 but I always pretend I'm drinking vodka, so my memory goes anyway. i got to drive down to see my girlfriend later, so I ain't getting drunk today here. Oh, so okay. I'm going to be clean and sober. Cause, uh, if I had to, if I had, oh, go on. We're going to go see a movie on uh, Steve McQueen. Oh, okay. Um, if I if I went to see my girlfriend, I would have to get drunk um, before I drove down, partly because I don't know how to drive and I need my inhibitions away from me to drive a car. And second of all, I'd be like, damn it, you know, I, I, I why am I visiting her when she ain't, you know, with me anymore? Damn it! You know, so I'd have to get drunk. <laughs> so you walk in, she's with another guy, you go, what are you doing with him? Oh, yeah, we broke up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, and then we get into track number 11, um, How Love Will Travel. What do you think of this one? An Eagles reject. But then most of the Eagles' whole career was making reject songs. (laughs) I won't get sick when I hear this, but I certainly won't rush to put it on either. Get along, little song. You ain't wanted here. Uh, I love this song. This is my favorite track off the album, in fact. I, lo- I, just, I just love it. I said, my love will travel. I just think Well, then you cool. can travel with your love in this song and and go to a place where they all like it. <laughs> Somewhere where I'm not. Oh, that's hilarious. All right. And then we get into the final track of the album, Can't Stop the Sun. What do you think of this one? The last part of the song is okay and has a pretty good jam. This sounds a little like the Beatles' Abbey Road style. It's all right. Not my favorite song here, but far from being the one I like the least. <laughs> well, it's funny how you said Beatle. I, I put Beatlesque. It's cool, yeah. cool song to end the album, and I love the great jam at the end. And Mark, Mike Campbell yeah. is such an underrated guitar player, the way he could just <clears throat> just go. It's like if you ever listen to a, a Full Moon Fever, Running Down a Dream, that ending guitar solo just keeps going and going. It's like... Skinner's, uh, uh, what's that song? Skinner, uh, God, Freebird. You know, it's like that. It reminds yeah. me of, of Freebird, the ending of this song. It's freaking awesome. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great track. Cool. I love it. So, Lee, uh, how's your podcast been going? Oh, um, it's been going good. It hasn't ever, it hasn't been taken down yet, so I consider that to be good. I haven't done any episodes recent, but. I may do one or two soon. There's a fellow I know who's who's been on a couple who's pleading with me <laughs> to have him on again. You know, it's like like how can I get him to leave? You know, um, but um, but 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 he's okay. But you know, I I I want to do more reviews and stuff, and um, you know, um, I like it when. Um, you or Ralph or Nate um, have been on it, and you know, and um, I also like when 
I'm on it as a special guest, you know. But you it's talk like to yourself? Um, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, did you hear the one with me and me? Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, and um, it's only funny to one of me. The other me gets pissed off. But, <laughs> but um, yeah. But um, anyway, yeah. Um, I, I should be doing some more reviews soon. Yeah, but I, yeah, that's cool. Uh, in your podcast, it's the Lee Gershman Show and Spreaker, right? Yeah, yeah. So and, you guys get uh, out there and listen to Lee, man. He rocks. Yeah, yeah. Listen to me, man. I rock, and so do I. <laughs> both hit. Both his personalities rock, but one doesn't like yeah. the other one who rocks. Yeah, yeah. The other one more thumps <laughs> and, 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 and 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 scrapes. I just rock and wiggle. Oh, I forgot to say about this album before we keep going. This album also marks the return of original heartbreaker Ron Blair on bass, guitar, replacing hmm. his own replacement, the ailing Allie, Howie Epstein. His return late in the recording process, however, and Tom Petty, Petty and Campbell contribute most of the bass at work themselves. <coughs> wow. I just thought that was a cool little cool. thing. Yeah, cause I like Ron Blair. Ron Blair is awesome. Yep. Yeah, so uh, we got that out, and what is an album that you would want to recommend and a track of the week? Oh, um, huh. This is going to be kind of um, interesting. Um, I'm, 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 I'm going to recommend something a little tiny bit um, um, off, off the beaten path, just because, you know, not not many people would hear this album but why not Judy Collins um, who knows where the time goes is an album that that she used Stephen Stills and I think maybe Chris Hillman on it and it was some of the songs are kind of a rock kind of a thing and one song off of it that I think is really cool she does a version of Hello Hooray which I like better than the Alice Cooper version Wow! and and um you know, um, it's it's it has a cooler beat to it. It sounds it sounds just maybe a touch tiny tiny bit more country, but it also has a better beat and it has cool guitar parts. It's not orchestrated like the Alice Cooper part that sounds more like a marching band or whatever. It's more it's more regular like rock, like like you're in a club and and you can groove to it. And it's really good. So yeah, hello, hooray by Judy Collins off of Who Knows Where the Time Goes. And that's the album you recommend too. That's the album that I recommend. Hello, hooray. Yeah. Cool. And then I'm gonna recommend an album that was forced on everybody. Um, and I, if you had iTunes back then, they gave you this album for free, which I thought was pretty cool of you two to give away an album for free. But people are going, how the fuck do I get this shit off my iTunes? I don't want this fucking album. They give you a fucking album for free and you bitch about it, you little bitches who go out there and freaking download music for free and then a fucking group gives you an album for free and you didn't enjoy it? Well, fuck you guys. That's my little <laughs> rant on this album. I'm gonna, well, uh, the reason why, why, why they're called idiots is because they have to act like idiots. It makes no sense, man, that they gave them this freaking record for free. You know, they didn't have to go out and buy it, you know? Yep. I thought it was cool of a band to do that for you. Yeah. And I, I think it's really freaking awesome. But you know what? I got it for free off iTunes, but I actually went and bought the CDs too because it had a bonus disc on it with more songs. So huh. I thought that was cool. So I got a song, um, Songs of the Innocents, U2. And it's a really cool album. I like it. And it, and it freaking kicks ass, man. I think it's a great album. I can't wait for their new album to come out. They haven't really released a bad album in my in my weird head, except for Zoo Ropa. I only like a couple songs off that album. I think it's terrible. They went kind of like electronic. I hated that. And I like pop, though. People didn't like pop, but I like the song Discotheque, and I like those songs per, were performed better live. But I'm gonna uh, the last album, Songs of the Innocents. And I'm going to play a song off of it called Volcano because that song won't fucking get out of my head for the last few days. So <clears throat> I'm going to play that song. 
So, thank you. I will say, oh, before before you thank me, I I will say, (coughs) when I saw the cover to Songs of Innocence, I thought that's that's very bothersome. So that's probably maybe what some people didn't like, the the (coughs) cover of of well, if. Not that I'll explain the cover, but but if you know what the cover looks like, I thought, well, that in itself would turn me off of it. That's all. Yeah, but you know, if you got the cover explained to you, it would make sense. And also, when you got the album free from uh, iTunes, there was no cover on it. So they didn't give you uh, like the... Oh, okay. And it's actually Larry Mullen Jr. hugging his son. That's his son. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I th- I think that was pretty cool. It's showing the love between a father and a son, not like pedophile love, but that's I, what people I, thought it was. No, it's just I, him I didn't, hugging his I son. Didn't, yeah, I, I didn't see the ages. I thought it was just two men. No, it's Larry Mullen Jr. and his son. He's hugging his son, like holding on to him, not letting him go. Okay, well then that's okay. Yeah, it, it's a pretty cool album, and you guys should check it out. And uh, Lee, what do you want to do next week? Um... Okay, um, I um, have been going back and forth on this. Um, I'm thinking to myself, do you want to... Wait, wait a minute. Um, give, um, I'll, I'll just sort of keep talking for just a, just a minute or two while I look really, really quickly on, on something. How about... Oh, um, we could do... Uh, we could either do Fleetwood Mac, Bear Trees, <coughs> or or um, we could do um, Trapeze's album, Medusa. <coughs> Let's do the Fleetwood Mac album. What is it called again? Bear Trees. Bear, like in bear? B-A-R-E. Okay. Yeah, because I've been wanting to listen to some Fleetwood Mac without Lindsay and Stevie Nicks, because I heard they're a really cool blues band. Um, yeah, this is this is when um, Robert Bob Welch was in the band. Who? It wasn't the guitar player that uh, um, Peter Green. Um, no, this was like after after he um, left the group. Oh, okay. So this will be interesting because I really want to hear Peter Green, but I'll. I'll oh, this is oh, cool. do you want? Oh, 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 oh. Would you want to instead do then play on? That would be because, cool because then we could do this some other time because I want to hear Peter Green because everybody keeps talking about him. Okay, uh, believe it or not, that album is not available on um, Spotify, but I actually have it on CD. Okay. So I can actually listen to it. Cool, man. And, yeah. Uh, well, I'll, I wanted to ask your opinion because we did, this, did a show. What do you think about Jay Giles' band getting nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I think that's cool. I think that's cool. I don't think they're going to get in. I think, I'm not being racist or anything, but I think the uh, the L.O. Cool J will get in because they have to put in one black rapper every year. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I, I I wouldn't mind if L.L. Cool J went in, too, because even though he's rap, he's also kind of rock. Yeah. But, but I, think, I think they both should get in. Yeah, I love Mama Said Knock You Out. You know, that's a great album. That's, yeah. This is rocking out. And he also went on, took a band with him on that concert tour. So that was awesome. I, I kind of like that. Oh, yeah. Um, So, uh, and also Judas Priest finally got nominated. And Bon Jovi and The Cars for the third time. The Cars better freaking get in this time, man. Yep. I love The Cars. I know you hate, I know you hate Fun Jovi. Uh, whatever you call yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think the guys who want to keep them out are, are heroes of mine right now. <laughs> I love Bon Jovi, man. They write... I love the people who are keeping them out. <laughs> you love the people keeping them out. Yeah, but I, I was hoping for Iron Maiden to get in. You know, I love. I think Priest should get in before Maiden, but Maiden should have been nominated with them. I think they're just. They're. I think this is what they're doing. They're putting in a one metal band a year now. So yeah, well, I, yeah, I think... yeah. Well, it's it's better than putting in Bon Jovi. Oh God. They usually put in one Bon Jovi a year. They shouldn't have to put in the real one. I love the new Richie Sambora, uh, Orenthanti album. It's pretty cool, RSO. Oh, I hate everything that Richie Sambora does. I haven't heard that one. I'll have to listen to it. That way I can hate it. <laughs> I'm, I'm endlessly give you messages saying how much I dislike it. Okay, that would be cool. Uh, yeah. 
I, I like it. It's an EP, so you don't have to listen to many songs off of it. Oh, okay. And then you won't hear many complaints. Okay, that, that's cool. Yeah, I, I like Bon Jovi. I, in fact, I love Bon Jovi. I've seen him three times a concert, twice without Richie. Uh, I hope this Rock and Roll Hall of Fame will mend fences between them. And I heard they're 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 pretty amicable for between each other. And I want Richie to get up there and play with John one more time because those guys are a great team, even though you don't think so. Uh, well, I, I just wish that they wrote some good songs. I you don't like Wanted Dead or Alive or Bad that, Blood, no? Um, Wanted Dead or Alive is actually a good song, and so is Lay Your Hands on Me. And I think there's one other song I like, Let It Rock. Maybe. You don't and, like Silent well, Night or Tokyo Road? So, uh, I I don't think I do. Yeah, listen to the album 7800 Fahrenheit. That's a really good album. That's an album that John won't play one fucking song off of. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, he doesn't um, he like it. And I also love the album These Days. Listen to the song Dear God. Check out um, Dear God. Dear God's a pretty good, f- fucking r- really rocking song. Uh, just I, check it out, I, Lee. You I'm might not like gonna, it. I'm, I'm not gonna agree with you. I'm just gonna say, all right, I'll chuck it out. Just check it. All right, yeah, I'll chuck it out. All right, no, well, no, this I'll is. I'll try it. This we're gonna get into right now. Judy Collins, her hello, hooray, and then YouTube Volcano and the Freeform Rock Podcast to play us out. You have a good day, Lee, and take it sleazy. Okay, you too. Take care. All right, bye. bye.
Let's get into the promos. Ear Peeler, the podcasting and interview news site. To keep up with your favorite bands or artists and the podcasts or interviews where they appear, go to earpeeler.com to find out what we're all about. Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern, the Big Bushy Power Hour is the biggest party on that metal station.com. Hey, this is Lee Gerstmann, and if you like to hear some stuff that's like, you don't know what it's gonna be, and even if it's stuff that I don't even know what it's gonna be, check me out on what I call Gerstman Show, and it's just me doing reviews, or me doing horsing around, or whatever I'm doing. Check it out, please. You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artist by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. 
Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.